hate to break it to you, but there's a lot, a long line of people that want me to come train them and I have to turn them down. Like, and it's the supply and demand. And I realized real quick that when I take a company from 1 million to 10 million, from 10 million to 30 million, and I've done that countless times, for me to charge 15 grand for the day of the stuff that I've learned over 200 companies consulted and over four years of doing this and 10, 15 years of knocking. And you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, I actually do provide a lot of value. When I get text messages later on saying how much they grow, I'm like, I should have charged more. But for three years, I was like, felt so guilty replying back and saying, this is what it cost for the day. I felt so guilty. Thank you. You are, you are an inspiration. Uh, you are uh, definitely a motivation. I love following you on, on Instagram because you know, you're always out there grinding and you make me feel lazy as shit. So <laughs> every time I see, and I'm grinding, but every time I see Sam out there either running a marathon or still going door to door or all these, I'm just like, man, all right, let's go. Good. I got to go and get after it. So, and I think too many people, they're just so worried about what's my script, what's my presentation. And I would invite you to say, duh, you should know the script and presentation backwards and forwards. But now how do you weave the components of that sale in different energies of different styles to their profile that'd be my tip how important would you say i don't know if i want to put a number on it but just to backtrack real quick about the the mentors and yeah. the mastermind people and all this stuff how important a role uh compared to the knock life which i know they kind of run hand in hand but i'm going to separate it real quick like how important is it the grind and grinding day in day out but also to have a mentor, to have somebody. A lot of the digital marketers, even they, 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 they forget the roots of selling. They forget the roots of building sales guys that have to actually call the leads. Like, you know, these guys are like, I'm a marketing guru. And I'm like, yeah, but who's picking up the phone and actually closing deals for you and actually going to the home and closing deal for you and actually converting and following up with that customer and actually making you money. And I was still, you know, coming up, still struggling, still doing everything I got to do. You know, I don't know. I had like a stigma of like, the super rich you know what I mean look at the super yep. rich look at that what's up with that guy that guy's probably an asshole that guy's an asshole that guy whatever he look at him he's got all this money but then you start to sort of mingle with these people talk to these people and you hear their stories and you hear the grind and a lot of them came from nothing yeah. they didn't have anything they didn't have what they say a pot to piss in you know and they grinded and they worked and that's the reason why they're there today I think a lot of times it's just the consumers feel like they're getting taken advantage of by getting sold. And this is where we have to all change our perspectives and help the consumers see that they get sold all the time and they should enjoy that. I just got sold this matcha at Starbucks. Like I enjoyed it. I went to the Starbucks, I saw something I liked, I paid them money and I'm not like, you Starbucks, you sold me, you took my money. It's like, no, I gladly gave them my $6 for the stupid drink that should only cost them only like 50 cents to make. You know what I mean? It's like. Congrats, they just made money on you. What's up, advocates? And welcome back to another episode of the Claims Game Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Perry. Uh, remember, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn. Make sure you check out our website, www.commercialclaimsadvocate.com. We've got all kinds of events throughout the years. We call them meetups, where we could all gather together as adjusters, but not just as adjusters, at, as advocates. We have public adjusters, independent adjusters, roofing companies come out there so that we could, we're all advocates for the policyholder. Uh, we provide a lot of education. We always have a special guest speaker to educate you on bettering yourself as an advocate. Uh, also, we've got courses that we provide online to become a better public adjuster. Again, just to become a better advocate, If whether you're 
you're a roofing company and you're dealing with the insurance company or you're an adjuster or you're an adjuster uh, on the other side that's looking to come to this side, check out one of our courses so that you could take a look at the step-by-step process that we use and that I've developed over the last 14 years as a public adjuster on how we advocate for the policyholder to make sure they get what they deserve. We've got one-on-one consulting that we provide too, so if you'd like to do that, send us a message and we'll tell you, we'll give you more information. But other than that, you want to check it out. Also our YouTube channel, of course. Our guest today is a good friend of mine. His name is Sam Taggart. Sam Taggart is, uh, he's, he's, he's famous. All right. I mean, the guy's got like 30,000 followers on Instagram. So check Sam Taggart out on Instagram. He's a really great follow. He really focuses on sales. He's a real, real sales guy. He knows what he's doing. And he's, uh, he's, he's uh, the owner of D2D Experts. That's D. 2D. So D, the number two, and then D, which stands for door to door. He specializes in going door to door and really closing probably about 90% of his sales. He talks about it in our podcast, how it shouldn't be a numbers game. Shouldn't be just going door, 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 and then hoping you get the sale. He expects to get a sale on every door that he knocks on. So if you're a door to door person, whether you're an adjuster or a roofing company, you want to follow this guy. You want to take a look at his book. He's got the ABCs of closing is his book. He's also got a ton of courses on his website. It's called the D2D experts.com. That's the D2D experts.com. And he's got a ton of uh, online courses that you could purchase that you could download. You could check it out and you could learn. You could train your staff just based on the course uh, he provides online and all of the information that he's got. But it's not just that. He's also got a conference. He's got a, a boot camp every other month throughout the year where it's a, it's a two-day, I think it's a two-day boot camp that you go in there and he really breaks it down. He, he basically gives you, sets you up in the front of the room and... And he gives you a pitch and you have to try to close him and all kinds of stuff. Really cool things. He's also got D2D Con. It's a conference on sales. So sales is so important, guys. And we talk about it in the podcast. I mean, it's it's. I think it's very undervalued as to how important it is. A lot of us just focus on the claim portion of it and trying to make sure that we negotiate with the insurance company and we get top dollar and we provide everything in our estimate, making sure we don't miss anything in the estimate. But sales can go into the negotiating process as well. Uh, sales can go into obviously getting more work, signing more claims. But even when negotiating with the insurance company, if you could learn some of the tips that Sam Taggart has taught throughout his book, throughout his courses, throughout his inner circle, he's got an inner circle as well where he could really take a deep dive into your business and increase your sales. If you could incorporate some of this stuff, even in the negotiating process with the insurance company or even in the interaction that you have with the adjuster when you meet them out on the property, I'm telling you, it's gold. And we talk about all this stuff in the podcast. So I want you to check it out. It's a claims game podcast with a very special guest, my friend, Sam Taggart. I think you're going to enjoy it. So don't miss out. Check it out right now. Claims game podcast. Welcome to the claims game podcast with Vince Perry. Get all the tips you need from insurance claim advocates and professionals and grow your public adjusting career to the next level. And now the commercial claims advocate, Vince Perry. All right, all right, all right. We are here with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Sam Taggart. What's up, man? What's up? Happy to be here, man. How's it going, man? Long time no see, long time no talk. Last time I saw you was at the uh, SVG conference. Yeah. Or was it the Indiana? No, it was oh. SVG. We saw it at SVG. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do so many damn conferences. You probably get them all confused. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I was like, well, we bump shoulders every once in a while. You know, I was 
I'm always hopping around. So they just all sort of roll into one, I bet, because there's a lot of them. God, there's so many of them now. It's like yeah. every other week. And I follow you on Instagram and on social media and you're just like a traveling madman. You're always visiting one or the other. Yeah. No, and we throw a lot of events. We had two events this week. I had like 40 business owners Monday, Tuesday come in and then a new batch of 20 business owners come in Wednesday, Thursday with our mastermind group. So it was just like all week I've just been hosting. I've been the host. And then we have recruiting. I have next week I have an event in Arizona. The next week I have one in uh, Austin that I'm like putting on. So it's like hectic. And then we have door to door con coming up in January. That's like our, our big conference, you know, 70 vendors and, you know, you have Tom Bilio and Jim Quick and big keynote guys like Jesse Itzler. And that, that's kind of our big one. And everybody's like, oh, should I go to this one? Should I go to that one? I'm always like, I'm biased towards ours. Ours is legit. DDD con. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's called Door to Door Con? Yeah, yeah. That's and, awesome. Uh, How long have you guys been doing that? This is our fifth year. So we've been doing it a while. Um, and we've had John Maxwell, Ed Milet, Jordan Belfort, Tim, you know, Tim Grover, Tim Story to a lot of cool speakers. We have it's cool. A couple thousand people come and it's an epic event. Are you going to have uh, the one I texted you about? Golden? Miles Golden? Milton Golden? Golden. Myron Golden? Myron Golden. You're going to have him? He, 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 spoke, uh, he spoke last two years ago. Yeah? Yeah, he spoke. He's the man. Um, I'm going uh, to get on his... Um, he's got this challenge now going on, like upsell or upsell. It's like some challenge. I don't know what it's about. It starts, uh, it starts I think, next week. It's like a three-day thing. That's awesome. Um, no, he's he's a, he's the man. If anybody wants help, like speaking or um, you know how to kind of have a stage presence, he's he's trained a lot of good people on how to really sell from the stage. And um, yeah, he's got a lot of good stuff. He's been a good mentor of mine. So I wanted to ask you, what's a what what are some of the? There's so many out there. So many like masterminds. So many. Uh, I guess great mentors and stuff to uh, whether you pay for them or just pick their brain or whatever it is. Um, I mean, what are some of the best ones that you feel that come to mind that you, that you think are, are really good for people to, to really keep an eye out for? I like the niche, you know, like for me, Myron was like a speaking stage selling niche that was very specific. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm doing a lot of speaking. I'm doing a lot of stage selling. Like, how do I get better at that? And so I was able to kind of master that where there's a lot of generalized ones. It's like, I'm so self-help. I'm, I'm a great guru in this. And for example, I have a really good one in, in multifamily real estate. I have a really good one in, um, you know, Bitcoin. Like I have like a Bitcoin mentor that like has got over $10 million of Bitcoin. And it's like, how do I just, hook my wagon, a guy that put his own money and he's done his own stuff versus everybody in their dog that happened to make money with the Bitcoin run thinks they're now a Bitcoin guru. And I go, well, yeah, you got a hundred grand in Bitcoin. Congrats. Now you just start an Instagram and you think you're the shit. Like, you know what I mean? So for me, it's follow the people that have their own money and their own expertise in that niche and then surround yourself with them. And that's how I've really made a lot of money and, and developed myself. I'm part of many groups and masterminds and I pay a lot of money every year. I host many masterminds and you know, my niche is direct sales and door to door and, and people that are out there face to face grinding and trying to build those types of companies. And that's when people come to me. It's like, great, I'm good for that. If you ask me to go be your digital marketing guru and talk to you about pay-per-clicks and SEO, I'm going to be like, don't join my mastermind if that's what your goal is. But um, I think that's, that's been my motto is like, 
look for the nichiest niche and somebody that's done stupid well and fluff out the fake. Like if somebody's like, Hey, I'm buying my first house. You're like, and you're going to be my coach and mentor. Like, you know what I mean? And you're this Instagram dude, like there's so much fake out there. It's just like, it's almost annoying. So. Yeah. It's, it's hard. What was that? Is that, me? Yeah. that was you. Oh, I could hear the background. That's why you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, that's why, um, I think it's really important what you said when you said I spent a lot of money and I put, I spent a lot of money on masterminds. I spent a lot of money on these mentors, but I've all, I also do my own masterminds and mentors. I think that's a a big one that a lot of people are sort of like reluctant to do when they don't realize that a $10,000 investment here could net them 200,000 or $250,000 later, or a $20,000 investment here could net them a million dollars later on, or much more than that. I think it's people, I think it's, it's, it's important to understand that any kind of, any of these, any of these mentoring things, these mastermind things, stuff like that. Yeah, of course they're going to cost some money to put up with it, but what you, what you get out of it is more often than not, it's going to be a lot better than what you actually put down. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So What's, what's, um, Sam, how did you get into all this stuff? I mean, um, how'd you get into the, the door to door? Uh, how'd you get into obviously teaching others and helping others? Um, what's your, what's your story, man? Um, well, yeah, I mean, two different things. So I got into door to door, uh, when I was little, I was 11 years old and I was selling magazines door to door with my brother. And then when I was 13, I started painting the addresses on the curbs and did that all through high school. And I had 11 of my friends working for me. And then when I was 18, right after I graduated, I moved out to Dallas, Texas and started selling alarms in 2008. And then did that all the way through 2015. And then end of 15, I did it solar and then did that for a few years. And then about, I don't know, 2000, end of 17, basically, I said, hey, there's a niche, there's a need here. And there's nobody helping the door-to-door space. And and, and there's so many public adjusters and so many, you know, B2B and B2C and, and, and where they aren't getting any service. There's no love. Like, it's like, oh, you do door-to-door sales? Like, you're a sales guy? And it's like, yeah. And this is the knock life. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I happen to, I knock doors and grind and I'm willing to go get face-to-face, dirty, belly-to-belly. And I pay, it pays off to do so. And I was so sick of kind of them getting the shame and this, guilt for what they do and it's a beautiful profession and can be done very well and like this morning i go out and i sell a deal and i made fourteen thousand bucks this morning in an hour off of a referral it's like where in the freak nobody makes that in a month like the average american it's like i did that literally in an hour off of a referral off of like and then i've lived the rest of my day like i could live off that all month if i wanted to you know what i mean like where do you do that and and it, yet it gets shamed yet it gets bad press like you're sick so i i said how do i help unify up level and bring honor and integrity to the space i've been doing that ever since so sales guy right it's always like oh you're a sales guy it's it's always like i don't understand why it has such a like are you just selling me right now it has such a bad connotation i don't understand like i, I wonder where that comes from it's yeah weird. it's it's weird um and, and maybe it's just the consumers feel like they're getting i think a lot of times it's just the consumers feel like they're getting taken advantage of by getting sold and this is where we have to all change our perspectives and help the consumers see that they get sold all the time and they should enjoy that. I just got sold this matcha at Starbucks. Like I enjoyed it. I went to the Starbucks. I saw something I liked. I paid them money. And I'm not like, you Starbucks, you sold me. You took my money. It's like, no, I gladly gave them my $6 for the stupid drink that should only cost them only like 50 cents to make. You know what I mean? It's like, congrats. They just made money on me. 
Yeah, and I'm exactly. glad to pay them. Yeah, and I mean, if, if, you know, I mean, what is it? The age-old thing, as long as you believe in what you're selling, if you're selling something that's actually helping people, and obviously solar is something that you're doing, that you're, you're helping others and saving them a ton of money on their, on their electric bill, it's only just going to help them anyway. So it's better that way. Why not? Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I saw, I saw that you're, so you're, so you're doing the, you're doing the mentoring, the mastermind courses, and you're also still selling at the same time, huh? Every once in a while, this one's just a referral, but I usually sell with companies. Like I, for me, I told myself starting this, that I'm not leaving door to door to go be a educator. I'm only going to dive deeper into it because I think a lot of people, what they do is they get into these mastermind roles and the, the, the gurus and, and at the end of the day, they lose their fire, right? Like, they're just like, oh, cool. Like 10 years ago when I was top rep and it's like, yeah, well, things have changed. And so I like to stay sharp. And so for me, I make it a mission to where when I go consult a company, I'm not above the straight door knock. And everybody's like, I'm, I'm not a canvasser. I'm a closer. I'm a project manager. I'm a public adjuster, whatever that is. And they get above the knock. And I'm like, guys, the knock is what pays your bill. The knock, the lead, the prospect, the grind, the hustle is what is feeding you never forget that. And so me being the guru, getting paid what I get paid, I'm not above going and knocking doors and going out and selling a deal and going out and getting the trenches to where, yeah, I still enjoy it. It's fun. Like that, the rush of like, are they going to buy? And, and it was so fun to watch me silence close them today. Like, I'm like, oh man, that's good. And I got it all on film too, which is cool. I asked him, I was like, Hey, can I set up my phone and film this for our online training platform for solar? And they were like, yeah, we don't mind. And I was like, no obligation by any means, but I mean, I just want to capture this. And they let me film it. And it was, I'm excited to go back. I'm excited to go back and watch the silence close because that moment when you're just like, all right, so you ready? And they're like, and it's this battle between yeah. you and them. Who's going to talk first? And whoever then, talks first loses, right? I know. So <laughs> then, so then you just watch this like quiet, you know, I'm like, and they're like, yeah, let's just do it. I'm like, yeah, inside, you know, you're just like, like that, like there's nothing that replaces that. You know what I mean? Like, and you and, did it, and, you did it the other day uh, on a Zoom call. I saw it. Yes. Oh, that was the most was intense. Oh, it was intense, dude. That was a full 60 seconds. I don't, I've never done one that long and it got all recorded on the Zoom call. And I was just like. The person you were with, you could hear her cracking up. She's like laughing yeah. after about 25 seconds and it keeps going even like 30 seconds after she that. She was just like, what am I going to do? Like, and I was like, if any of you talk in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be pissed. And they <laughs> luckily were well-trained enough to just like, let me do my thing. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I didn't close that guy right away, but he then ended up selling like a month later, which is or cut, like just barely. Like he just called us. He's like, hey, okay, I'm ready to do it. I'm like, really? Like. Yes. <laughs> the age old, the age old, uh, my good buddy, Rico Garcia, which I'm going to hook you up with. He's uh, he's got a podcast also. He he's the one that told me years ago. He's just like, dude, you make the offer and shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. Just <laughs> shut it. And, uh, I love it. There's so many things that you can learn. Like, um, I started reading this book. So excuse me if I don't know, like I've, I'm a public adjuster. Obviously, there's a lot of sales involved. I never consider myself, honestly, a very good salesman. It's something that I'm I'm actually practicing and training now. I want I want to get better at it now. Um, my which style, I'm, which, hey, wait, by you saying that, Vince, like anybody listening to this needs to recognize, like however old you are, however long you've been in business, however long you've been doing one thing, it's you've built an identity around I'm not a good salesman. It's like that's that's a story you tell yourself. That's a that's subjective. It doesn't mean that's like, no, you are a man. Yes, that is, that is true. That is, you have a beard. That is true. That is like objective where I think so many people have told themselves for so long, I'm not a very good salesman. I'm not really a salesman. I do this. 
But I'm like, guys, just own it and be like, I am a salesman. I'm a developing salesman. And it's something I can become. I can learn just like I wasn't a swimmer and I did an Ironman. And now I consider myself a swimmer. Last week I swam 30 minutes and I was like, this is great where I didn't even know how to swim there and back. And so I changed my identity my whole life. I told myself I wasn't a swimmer. That wasn't truth. It was just a story I told myself. So like, I want to put that plug in out there for all the adjusters or all the whoever is like, oh, I'm not sales. I'm a public adjuster. I'm like, BS, dude, everyone's an effing salesman and just own it. Like, so I'm glad that you're like, I'm developing out and I'm yeah. adding that skill set. I'm glad you said that. Well, we could relate to the Ironman and the running. I was never a runner. I run over 15 miles a week now. And I did a half Ironman as well, not too long ago. Awesome. So we could relate to that. Yeah. Um, I even did my, God, now we're changing the subject, but I even did my uh, DNA work, you know, the, uh, not the ancestry, yeah. but the other one, the 23 yeah, yeah. and it, my DNA actually says not for long distance running more for weightlifting, short bursts and stuff like that. And now wow. I did a half marathon. I'm doing a full marathon in February and I did a, the half Ironman. I run over 50 miles a week. That's amazing. See, it's like just you. like you get to pick, you choose. Am I a good salesman? It's up to me. Am I a good runner? It's up to me. Like, I never was a runner and I did a marathon last year and I just did one two like two weeks, three weeks ago. I was like, no, you, you crazy son of a bitch. You ran a freaking marathon and then you went door knocking or something later after that. Listen, (laughs) dude, what the hell? How did you do that? I wouldn't be able to walk. I have to take the rest of the day, put my feet up on the couch and watch TV for the rest of the day. It was poor. It was poor planning. Let's just put it that way. I was like, Oh, I'll be fine after it. And I was like, this is a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. It was a so, terrible idea, right? Yes, terrible idea. Don't ever do that. Don't do a marathon and then have like scheduled appointments for like six hours after. Like, don't do that, please. At <laughs> so. a, a buddy of mine, the guy hasn't been running at all. He used to run, hasn't been running at all. And he's like, I, we were talking and I like totally inspired him. He's like, you know what? Tomorrow I'm running 10 miles. I'm like, dude, don't do that. He's yeah. like, no, I can do it. If I tell myself I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm like, don't do it. He ended up walking half of it. His whole day, he was supposed to come over after. His whole day was shot, like his whole yeah. body. Like People don't understand. I got a buddy now who is he's ha- doesn't train. We ran four miles the other day, just yesterday, uh, over in Pensacola. And he's doing a, a 40, 41 mile, no, 31 mile Jeez. Run in two weeks. I'm like, dude. Stupid. Yeah. Four the miles is very different than 31. Dude, I'm telling you. I know. People don't realize, like, when I trained for the Ironman, like, there was not enough training you could do to prepare yourself for an Ironman. It took me, like, 17 hours of cardio. You know what I mean? And you're just, like, full blood, just going. I found found a really good system online that I actually was able to download for free, and uh, it was great. I think I did – what did I do? How much much training? I think I did three months. I think it was three months training. Yeah, that's a perfect – and it, yes. and it increased with time. Every day was something individual. And then the last month or month and a half, I had like every, once a week, I'd go from like the run or from the bike to the run. Yeah. But I realized what's most important when you're, when you're, uh, if you don't hydrate, but take in electrolytes and all these things, like, I'm sorry, but the mind, sometimes the body tells you we're done. And I had one, I had, it was my longest one I did. It was just three weeks before the race. And I did, I think it was, cause you already know the half marathon or the half Ironman is 56 and then the half, and then the half marathon. And I did, I think it was like a 45 mile bike ride and an eight mile run. My body shut down, Sam. It like shut yeah. down. It shut down. I was in the middle of nowhere, uh, four miles into my run. And I'm like, I can't, I just couldn't go anymore. I had to stop. I had to sit down in the shade. I had to like hope that I wasn't going to die right on the spot and had to walk my happy ass all the way back because I couldn't do it. And I realized all I had was one little bottle of water that was in my bike that I finished 
And then I went on my run. I had a little bit more water. Water's not enough for those things. But besides that, uh, we're getting off topic here. Sorry, you go, you go, you're good. No, it's fine. I like talking about anything anyway. Um, do you have any like, uh, so back to the sales thing, uh, sales training, I'm reading uh, Pitch Anything. I just started oh, yeah, reading good. that one. Uh, pretty cool. Didn't know about the three sections of the brain and all that with the, the midbrain, the crocodile brain. And then the other brain, I don't know if you know about that stuff. Um, but uh, I guess it leads me to my question. Like, do you have like a, a certain, like, um, like a certain style, like a certain preference on selling or certain thing that you teach that you feel like really benefits? I just try to give some value to the audience of like just a quick yeah. tip or something like that you feel like is a really good way to, to really get that sale besides just being a good guy or being nice. Well, let's, let's, let's use this morning's example, right? Like, when you said, do you have a style? Do you have a, a thing? It's like, okay, I'm there, husband and wife. And husband, you know, I'm kind of talking to wife. A lot of times you want to kind of cater to the wife a lot. Um, just seeing it in, in history of selling in the home. And so she goes on to say like, well, I'll just buy anything. I'm the type, like, I don't want to have to deal with the research and all the things. And she's like, if it makes sense, it makes sense. I'll do it. And then she's like, but him on the other hand, he's the type who's going to research and pick it apart and just like do all the data and like never buys anything on the spot. So now what am I dealing with? I'm dealing with, there's four profiles of selling. There's the bull, the owl, the lamb, and the tiger. And so she's the tiger. She was a former police officer. She was just like super bubbly, super fun, send it. He's the owl. He's very analytical, very like, you know, very, well, let me see the facts and figures and make sure this all adds up. And so I don't have a style of selling. I say, I'm going to adapt to their style of buying. And too often people think that their style of selling is going to be the best way for the customer. And I'm like, no, the best way for the customer is really just saying, I will sell how you need me to sell you. And I will be a chameleon because I don't have an ego of my style of selling. So I remember I'm training a group out in Chicago and I knock one door and she's just this nice old lady. I'm like, man, like you look so cute today. Did you do these flowers? And, you know, and I, I sit down and I kind of just really soft. And then the next door, um, and I went, I think with this company revived, I think I went eight doors for eight inspections. Like it was just like, do, do, do. And it was in an area that they hadn't got an inspection in the last four weeks. Cause they just got their ass handed to them and they have hired me out. And they're like, let's put Sam in the hardest stuff. We already knocked it. We already got our asses handed to us. Eight for eight. You know what I mean? And they're just like, and I eight said, for eight? Eight. yeah, eight for eight. Like I didn't get a no. I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get somebody to tell me no. Like what's, what <laughs> this area is the best area in the world. Like what's going on? And, uh, you know, for them, they were just kind of shocked because they were just like, we were here literally two weeks ago and talked to the same people you just talked to. Like, what the heck? And I said, the problem is, is you didn't speak to them how they wanted to be spoken to, or I'm speaking to them how they wanted to be spoken to. So the second, you know, the guy right after her, he was this guy that was like, so hard. Hey, what do you want? He opens up his window. He doesn't even open up the door. And I go, he's like, what are you, what are you guys doing here? Like we get door door. You guys solicitors, where's your permit? He just starts yelling at me. So I start yelling at him back. I'm like, whoa, totally. They're like, totally like, what the heck? I went from old lady, soft grandson, Sam to like, Hey, have you not heard what the freak's going on? Have you seen these things? And I just start like kind of getting that. I'm like, dude, come out here right now. And they were like, wow. Like, whoa, whoa. And the guy was like, what is it? And I was like, just get out here, dude. I'll show you. He's like, oh, okay. Opens the door. He walks out. And then he just totally softens up and everybody's like, whoa. And then we go to the next house. Lady opens the door. She's like, are you effing kidding? My, my mom died yesterday and she gets all teary. And I was like, oh, I am so sorry. That's exactly why we're here. And I set her up. <laughs> and, and they were like, where is he going to go with this one? 
mom died yesterday. And, you know, so then I just played the empathy. We are here for you. We're going to help you in any way we can and still inspect your roof and help you get the new roof. So, you know, just playing the drop the ego, your agenda and adapting and understanding buying profiles is a very key element of selling. And I think too many people, they're just so worried about what's my script, what's my presentation. And I would invite you to say, duh, you should know the script and presentation backwards and forwards. But now how do you weave the components of that sale in different energies or different styles to their profile? That'd be my tip. It's almost like just, I feel like you're almost kind of saying, forget the fact that you're selling anything. Yeah. Sell the person, sell, sell the person, the not the product. Like, and, and, and I've, and I've sold anything under the gun now. Like, I mean, it's so weird. I, I, one day I'll be selling solar, the next day a roof, the next day a public adjuster, the next day it's, it's windows, the next day it's pest control, the next, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm like, it's a widget. If you, if you understand people, the widget doesn't matter. Like, and I wrote a book called ABCs of Closing, and that's another great sales book, but it's kind of like, here's the word tracks that it doesn't matter the, the, the widget, like you just hear, like today, I used an if-then close, and it would be, Hey, if I can take care of your upfront costs and all you had to do is pay, then all you, then all, uh, and all you had to do is pay this a month, then what would be any reason in the world you wouldn't do it? So that's like an if then close. Well, I could have been selling a phone or I could be selling a, an insurance job or a retail job, like that close would have worked. And I said, right now he needs an if then close. Ready? Boom. Pause, shut up. Then he uses silence close. And then, he, you know what I mean? And it's this formula why... The next book I should probably write is the formulas of ABCs of closing because ABCs of closing gives you over 30 different closes. Then it's like use the A close with the D close and then double down on the D close and then use the F close and now you'll close. <laughs> like it's the formulas. And now I think of sales like a science or a mathematical equation. See, I like that because a lot of people tell you it's more about numbers. Hit as many doors as possible and the more doors you hit, the more you'll close. My goal is hit as least amount of doors as possible and sell everyone I talk to. You're looking for about, you're looking about a thousand. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, how do I spend? So a conversation I had with my sales guys this morning, right? So I have a sales team that sell our events and coaching packages and whatnot. Sit down with sales guys today. And I was like, he's like, well, I have too many leads. And I go, well, should I just like set appointments for the other sales guys so I can get through all the leads? And I go, no, do a guy answers the phone. I would rather you have more time with that guy instead of trying to get off the phone as quickly as possible with that guy, because I'd rather have a, like my goal is I get you on the phone or I get you in person. I'm going to spend all the time in the world till you buy. Like, I don't care about all the other prospects I got or opportunity. It's just, I'm selling you. And then I knock the next door. I'm selling you. I'm spending all the time you need till I'm closing you. And, and I think too many people are in the hunt of, I got to get a hundred doors today. And I'm like, and no, it's just having meaningful conversations with potential prospects that qualify. That's all I care about. Where do you get the patience? Sometimes it must last a long time. It takes a lot yeah. of patience. Yeah. And a never give up attitude. Yeah. Only doors or do you, um, have you done uh, cold calling and stuff like that on the phone? I mean, we, we have a whole call center that calls and I'll get in the trenches with them now. And um, most of my career was doors and I'd still consider myself doors, but I mean, it's the same concept. It's like I get a lead or I have a cold contact. Like I literally just called a, a vendor that I picked up their card at IRE and I had to cold call them, right? Like I had to say, hey, I'm gonna sell you to be a vendor at my event. And 
now I've got to, he answers like, oh shoot, I'm running into a meeting. So I've got to know how to, what's my follow-up strategy? Cause he was busy and how often am I contacting? What's too much, what's too little? What, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's, I don't care if it was on the phone or on the door or whatever. It's like, I mean, even the same thing as website copy or marketing, email, text. I own a texting software called Vanilla. It's a text campaign follow-up system. And, you know, there's, an, there's a strategy to sales copy when it comes to a text message. There's a strategy to a sales copy when it comes to an email or a phone script or a door approach. All of that. It's psychology. Yeah, totally, totally. Where do you find the time for all these businesses, man? I don't know, dude. Sometimes I ask myself the same question. That's why I was like, uh, how, why big, do I is, have? how big is your team? Um, I think we have like 22 employees or so. So yeah, I have a good, I mean, I have a good team. Like a lot of people, like they don't realize that I have a good team and I couldn't do what I could do without, um, yeah, just wow, without a good team, you know, and I should give them way more credit than they, they usually get because most entrepreneurial like guys like me, if it's them and maybe an assistant that schedules them or whatever, right? And people don't see like I have two office spaces and I have two tech companies and development teams and marketing teams and design teams and you know calls sales guy teams and um, you know and and I couldn't do what I do without having a squad, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always use the word we. We we to me is very important. Yeah. I agree. I hear my voice again. In the, all right, it's better now. Um, when did you feel like, when did you make the transition into into the educator role? Like how long after you were, you know, I, I, obviously I'm sure whenever, like for me it was after about 10 years, 10 years, 11 years of being a public adjuster. I'm like, okay, now it's time. Because Malcolm Gladwell taught me that after 10,000 hours or around roughly 10, 15 years, you could become an expert at anything. Would I consider myself an expert? Not necessarily. I'm always learning something new every day. But I did feel like, okay, now it's time for me. I could, I could definitely teach this stuff. I could educate others, all the new guys coming up, and even some of the veterans and some of the some of my experiences over time. When did you feel like around that you you were able to make that transition and be successful? Yeah, I mean, let's say 2008 was like a formal door-to-door company until end of yeah 2018 10 years that was 10 years of <laughs> i was like wait when did i so january technically i incorporated the llc i kind of started dabbling in it but i was still vps sales of a solar company so i think I, it's funny i asked ed my let this same question on a podcast and he goes you know he's worth a half a billion dollars and he's like what people don't see is i put in 10 to 15 years of straight door knocking in the financial service game and he's like that's the problem is i just didn't see the grind and they just see the the houseboats and the nice cars and the travel and the fun and you're like so they get fixated on that's how i need to do monkey see monkey do and and anybody that's kind of moved into the educator role that actually has legit background and has a leg to stand on like you ask any of them 10 years you grinded for 10 freaking years and and I still grind like my grind is just different grind today than it is when it was like doors every single day for 10 hours straight like and you know I, I, I sometimes wish that I could show off and I had a camera following me t- five years ago you know what I mean 10 years ago and it's like dude camera follow me now because you don't know where I'm about to be and that would have been a cooler video than my stupid videos I put out now you know what I mean like my honest opinion. I have a I have a confession to make. Speaking of big houses, big boats, and all these people, they've got all this money. When I was younger, I mean, not too long ago, I don't know, like I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, and I was still, you know, coming up, still struggling, still doing everything I got to do. You know, I don't know. I had like a stigma of like the super rich. 
know what I mean? Like, look at the sewage. Yep. Look at that. What's up with that guy? That guy's probably an asshole. That guy's an asshole. That guy, whatever. He look at him. He's got all this money. But then you start to sort of mingle with these people, talk to these people, and you hear their stories and you hear the grind. And a lot of them came from nothing. Yeah. They didn't have anything. They didn't have what they say, a pot to piss in, you know? And they grinded and they worked, and that's the reason why they're there today. And I just I just found that funny, sort of. I remember when that that transition came for me where I was just like, wait a minute. That's just totally like made up in my head. Most of them, most whatever. of them earned it. All, most of them earned it. And you I can think, earn it too. I think <laughs> the, the majority, right? I think there's like some study, I don't know, something out there. I think the majority of, of, of millionaires, most of them aren't, 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 uh, what is it? Trust fund babies trust or whatever. Fund baby, yeah. Yeah. Most of them earned it and it takes work and it takes a lot of work. But I think I just wanted to say that because I still think that there's a lot. I still speak to people, even some of my buddies who aren't at that level or anything like that. Oh, look at these guys. Look at this guy. Some of them make fun of me too. And I'm just, ah, I work my ass off. I don't have time to chat in our little chat all the time because I'm, I'm too busy working. My, my phone's going, my WhatsApp and my group message is popping off. They got like nothing better to do. They're sitting in front of their computers and they're chatting. I don't have time to, to chime in on that stuff. You know, we got to work. Well, this is, I mean, hence my hashtag, the knock life, you know, and I think people don't realize that anything you want lies that, that's worth something lies behind a door. You just got to go knock it. Opportunity is lying right behind the door. And whether that's a representation of door to door or that's physically door to door, like, um, and I think so many people don't recognize that they are avoiding the energy and the fear and that that crocodile brain you talked about is stopping them from doing the knock life like doing the hard thing and they're trying to look for an easier route to accomplish greatness and there's no such I, thing there's no such thing and you ask all these millionaires and you say how'd you get there and they go the knock life like and it, it, you broke it all down you broke it all down they go the grind the knock life like i was there pounding the pavement written on the phone recruiting whatever that looked like for them and I think every single one of them would agree. And that's actually why I was scared to start door to door and really wear this with pride, right? Like I knock doors, like, what do you do door to door? Like, oh, really? When are you going to get a real job? Like, and, and what I found is as I talked to more of the high level people, like I have a really cool circle now that I've like worked my way up into bigger circles and every single one of them appreciate me more than I've, I would have even imagined. Like, they're like, we love Sam, the door to door guy. He's the man. And you're like, Wow, it's the opposite of what I was assuming. Like I was nervous to be in their circle. Like, oh, I'm just this door-to-door -door trainer guy. And they're all like, dude, Sam, you're dope. Like, we get it. We we love you. And I'm like, oh, that's because they probably can relate in their own circumstance, in their own world. You know what I mean? And that has helped me really get validated in the sense of, dude, everybody's living that knock life. How important, how important would you say, I don't know if I want to put a number on it, just to backtrack real quick about the the mentors and yeah. the mastermind people and all this stuff, how important a role uh, compared to the knock life, which I know they kind of run hand in hand, but I'm going to separate it real quick. Like how important is it, the grind and grinding day in, day out, but also to have a mentor, to have somebody that you oh, have that you could. I look at it like levels of mentor. So you have your call him your elder, right? Like this wisdom, my dad would be a great example. He's ran and started many businesses and he's done super successful things. He's lost a ton of money, made a ton of money, lost it again. You know what I mean? And it's like, nobody knows that until they know it and they've gone through it and they can empathize and they can say, dude, diversify risk aversion, lawyer, this, like 
oh, I didn't, I didn't know I needed a lawyer for that crap. Like, you know what I mean? And I literally just got a lawsuit today, dude. It sucked. Like I got oh, served no. and I was like, damn it. And that's why I bring this up. And it's like, my dad's like, wait a minute. You only had a hundred thousand dollar liability policy on your car. And I, he's like, you're an idiot. You're worth how much Sam? And you had a hundred thousand dollar limit. Now I get personally sued from a dude I hit that's coming after personal assets. And he goes, well, you live and learn, Sam. Now you probably all get better insurance, wouldn't you? And I was like, I would have known. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you look at your freaking car insurance liability. Like, you know what I mean? Like, damn it. I learned a lot. Like, who knows what that'll turn into? But it sucks. Like, it's like, that sucks. And you wouldn't know that until you know it. And so you go and have these like elders. And then you have, we call, I call them the homies, which are kind of in your similar world, but they're mentors of like almost they're living inspired just beyond where you are. Like they're, they're relatable. You can't relate to the 70 year old dude. That's like, well, in my day, I used to, you know, you're like, but there is wisdom there. Then you have the homies that are within five years of your age, maybe, or they're within, you know, arm's reach of like, Oh, I could get there. I'm just as good as them. Like I can play that game. And then you have the people you're mentoring and you're, I found it's like the more I teach and the more I mentor and the more I'm willing to give and share the more I have to get sharp because if I get on this podcast and you ask me some question and I've done over 250 podcasts and I usually interview dope people and all of a sudden there's one guy that just like you ask him a question like this and their answer is like, uh, yeah, can we skip that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You're like, you've been, told, you've been told that? To skip yeah. Like, like, I'm just on a, on a, like an easy question. They're like next, you know, like, ah. or, or their answer is like, that was a terrible answer, but I'm not going to say that on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you're like, you can just tell. And, but most of the time when you interview somebody, that's really sharp. Like they've spent meaningful time educating others. So it comes out super smooth. Right. I, I I've trained so much and I've helped so many people that when you ask me a, any question, I don't care what question it is. I'm going to have a pretty simple, quick response. That's going to give some value. And I need people to mentor in order for me to be that. So the levels would be the elder, the homie, and then the person I'm mentoring. And, and that's kind of my formula. And it's just, it's, it's really served me. And then I'm also, it's not a mentor, like mentor and coach or trainer or, you know, consultant. Those are two different things too. Meaning I pay per certain people and I don't pay certain people. My dad, I'm not like, let me cut you a check for being my dad. Like, um, but I had a, a speaker coach. So let's take Myron, for example. I called up my, one of my good friends, Dan Clark, who spoke year one at DoorToDoorCon. He's in the Speaker Hall of Fame. He runs the National Speaking Association in Utah. He trains the University of Utah on speaking and coaching. I call him up. I was like, hey, hey, Dan, can you teach me how to sell from stage and this and this and this? I was like, I'll pay you. He's like, no, no, I'll just do it for free, dude. Like, you don't need to pay me. And and I was like, well, what would you look like teaching and this and that? I call Myron back. I was like, all right, I'll give you 30 grand. Let's do this. Wow. And, and, and it was an interesting moment. And I, I realized that when you're not willing to go spend the money, I wouldn't have taken it serious. But me knowing that I paid the 30 grand or whatever it costs, I knew that I was like, I'm going to fly out to Tampa. I'm going to sit in a class for two days. It's going to be structured. It's going to be organized. He's going to feel like he has to deliver 30 grand plus of value. And I have to extract 30 grand plus of value where I'm like, man, me a call every once in a while with this Dan guy, or I go to his house for a couple hours could be valuable. It's a mentor. I look up to him still. He's sharp, but I don't think I would have extracted the same result. Three months later, after hiring Myron, I closed over $500,000 from stage and was my 30 grand worth it? Hell yeah. 
Um, when did you realize that? When I started be becoming a person that got paid, I said, if you don't pay me, I'm not going to respond to your text. I'm not going to respond. Like, like in my head, I'm like, who do I care to reply to? You know what I mean? Like I get hit up all the freaking time for my time. If I'm somebody worth something that deserves to mentor, I should have a very tight leash on my time. And if I don't feel the need, like I get hit up, hey, Sam, let me treat you to lunch. Or Sam, let me pick your brain for an hour. I'm like, why would I, like, I love you, but my time is so limited. And so if you're paying me in my program, my style, I will give you so much more value than what you pay me. And the second thing is, is free advice tends to get treated as free advice. When somebody's like, what book do you recommend? I took it upon me. When I asked that question to somebody, I screenshot when I bought the book and I send them what I learned from the book when they recommend the book. What does that show? I actually took his free book recommendation as serious. And too often people ask for advice and they want to get mentored and then they don't do shit about it. And that just devalues any advice. I'll pay you for advice. I'll show you what I did with your advice. My favorite text, I got it literally today. Check this out. I, I had a guy come to my boot camp a month ago. And let me pull this up because I, I, I still need to take some back. Where is it? Um, and I train on business systems and organization and, and how to make a better, sexier culture and all this stuff. And I get a text today that literally says, check this out. And he shows me, I want to show you, because this is actually a really cool representation of somebody that just built some real equity in my book. He comes and pays for my event. Not maybe one other time has anybody ever texted me pictures of the, how they implemented. Here we go. So literally sends me pictures of how he implemented his core values, how he implemented a fast start program I drew up for him on the whiteboard, how he implemented all this stuff. He just randomly sends me a picture. This is a month and a half later. And it's like, damn, that guy's legit now. I will take his phone call. I'll reply back because he did something with the advice I gave him. How many people, I mean, there's so much that I want to talk about now. Um, in regards to the free advice, I mean, it's so true. When I started this whole thing, and, and, and by the way, I, I'd like to formally ask in front of the audience, can you be one of my homies? Yeah, be a homie. Yeah, I'll be a homie. Yeah. Can you be one of oh. my homies? Yeah. Because it's like, it's not like you're, I'm like miles ahead of you. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, you know, you're maybe on mile four and I'm on mile seven of this marathon that we're no, running. Yeah, you're definitely ahead of me though. So I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna definitely, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk off camera, but, yeah. um, but the free advice is true because that's sort of where I've been at. I mean, for me personally, that's where I've been at for a while. And we just started, we just started the consulting program. Well, not really. We didn't start no consulting program, not yet. Uh, just offering consulting, one-on-one -on -one consulting, and I'm, I'm charging a certain price. But you realize, uh, besides the free advice, also, you know, if you're not charging, sort of what you feel that your value. But that's a hard thing to to figure out too, right? Like. That's something that I've been trying. What is the value? Like, what is my value as far as giving consulting? I, you know, that's something that I'm trying to figure out also. Dude, it's a battle. It's a battle. I'm glad like, that you said it's a battle, though, because it's a battle. <laughs> well, here's here's the perfect affirmation of, because I went through the same battle for probably three years, dude. Like, and I still do. I feel guilty. I literally sent a guy, like, I could show you another screenshot yesterday. Guy hits me up. He's like, hey, how much for you to come and train me for a day? I was like 15k like just straight up i was like here you go and he's like whoa yeah god bless you and you know i look at that and i go i could have flown to texas i could have trained him this was yesterday right so i could have been like all right i'll be there tomorrow 
What did I do today? I made 14,000 bucks on a commission in an hour today by not going to Texas. And I didn't have to leave my kids. I got, you know what I mean? And just like, okay, if you really want me to, if like I spent all day training you how to sell, I know how to sell. like, why wouldn't I just go do what I just did today? You right. know what I mean? And right. I hate to break it to you, but there's a lot, a long line of people that want me to come train them and I have to turn them down. Like, and it's the supply and demand. And I realized real quick that when I take a company from 1 million to 10 million, from 10 million to 30 million, and I've done that countless times, for me to charge 15 grand for the day of the stuff that I've learned over 200 companies consulted and over four years of doing this and 10, 15 years of knocking. And you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, I actually do provide a lot of value. When I get text messages later on saying how much they grow, I'm like, I should have charged more. But for three years, I was like, felt so guilty replying back and saying, this is what I cost for the day. I felt so guilty. One of my favorite books is called The Giver, The Go-Giver. I don't know if you've read it. Uh, they've got the five laws of strat stratospheric yeah, success. Yeah, super good. And the last law is the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Yeah. Because you're right. Free advice is just that. It's just free advice. But when somebody is paying you $15,000 to go out there, like you said about Myron, you're going to go out there with like a freaking goal to make sure that son of a bitch gets $100,000 worth of advice. Because if he gets anything less than $15,000, it's not going to make you look good. It's going to make you feel like shit. And it's just not going to... I have too much of an ego to not let it make 15... Like yesterday, one of my except, guys comes... Except when you go door to door, then there's no ego. Yeah, yeah there is no ego. I, I, for me, it's almost a self-pride thing. Yesterday, I had one of my mastermind guys come into Utah and I was out there at his company two months ago, charging 15 grand. He comes to Utah, he goes, we've doubled in size in the last two months. And he's like, when can I get you back? And those kind of statements are amazing. Monday, I go to Santa Barbara and it was a guy, Robert, that texted me and he said, hey, can I get you to come out? And I was like, it's 15K. He's like, can you do it for 10? I said, no, it's 15K. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, no, two months ago. And then he just keeps watching. He's, he's like, fall. He texts me three weeks ago. He goes, damn it. Send me an invoice. <laughs> and I'm going out on Monday. But I wasn't like, for me, I'm like, I could have sacrificed the difference for 10 grand to 15 grand. You think it like, I could have done it for 10, right? I could have said, there was no like law that was like, Sam, you can't do it for 10. <laughs> it was, I held to my value and I said, I know I'm worth way more than the 15. And I've done this countless times and I used to charge a thousand bucks. So the first time, and this is where I learned the, this is, this is where I learned it. My, my, my buddy from Missouri calls me, this is summer of 2017. So I, I wasn't even a consultant. I was a VP of sales associates. And my buddy calls me and he says, Hey, can you come train us in Missouri? And I asked the owner, I said, would you get mad if I went to Missouri to train? And he asked me that he's like, no, I wouldn't. Cause they don't compete there. And my mom's like, he's like, well, how much are you going to charge me? And I was like, oh, no, I do it for free. That sounds epic. Like, go to Missouri. You're flying me out there. We're going to go to a Kansas City Chiefs game. Like, for me, that was fun. Like, I was like, this is cool. You're my homie. And so then I was like, I don't know, like a thousand bucks. He's like, done. Let's do it. I get out there. My, my mom calls me. She's like, how much are you charging this guy? I was like, I don't know, a thousand bucks. She's like, are you effing kidding me, Sam? You're worth way more than that. She like, she reamed me. She gets so pissed at me. And I was like, I felt like somebody's willing to pay me to come out and train. Like, are you even kidding me? And I was like stoked out of my mind. And then she was like, you're stupid. She's like my hairstylist, even if she's not booked, she's like, she's booked for three months and she can charge whatever she wants. Cause she knows she's booked for three months. And I was like, Oh, I'm seeing something here. And that like, my mom had to kick me in the nuts because I'm too nice. Like, I'm just so like, 
I'll do it for free. And then she then said something that hit me so hard. She goes, what's the time spent with your kids? What's the time spent doing the things you love worth? And how often are you willing to sacrifice those things? And I had to put a higher price tag to the things that mattered more to me than the dollar. And all of a sudden my value went up. And I, I, I realized camping this weekend with my kids, I could take another client and say, okay, I'll do it for five and just get booked every freaking day of my life. Or I could say, I have to value some of the things I love most, like hanging with the kids this weekend. Or yesterday I went, I went trail running yesterday or, you know, doing the things I love most and living my life. Because I think sometimes we sacrifice our lives chasing an extra dollar. It's all about the people, man. The people in your life. It's all about your family. It's all, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's most important than the dollar. I like what you said about uh, about your time, though. I mean, what was that? That's that other book. Um, Jesus, I always forget the name of that book. It talks about really the value of your time and making sure. I love, on that concept, book recommendation, if you can't think of one, would be how will you measure your life? Um, and that one talks about kind of that time and where you're putting it. And it's like, if you were to measure your life, you know, you're, you're, you've got a couple elements like fitness and family and business and things like that and like what what are you going to be known for and like how do you you look back in 10 years it's kind of like was that extra five grand or the extra day missed this or is it those little moments and anyway that's a great one on time perspective and if you if you wanted one on that but there you go so you go you 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 go for whatever you train a, a, a roofing company or a public adjusting firm or whatever it is. And they call you back in two months and they've quadrupled their sales. And now they're just like, it's off the charts and everything is crazy. But now obviously that sort of runs into the next problem in entrepreneurship. It's just like sort of fast growth. How do you control it? Uh, do you ever have a, do you have any recommendations? Do you have any, is that something that you help provide? Do you recommend them to somebody to, to do that? Or like what's, what, what's your sort of advice with that? <sighs> See, I, I'm, my strong suit is fast growth, right? Like, you know, it's funny. Um, that first company that hired me, they said, Hey, we want to hire you for the year. How much would you be? And I told them a number and they're like, Oh, done. And they're like, I was like, well, for this much, how much would you need to grow by to make it worth it? And they're like, if you could help us by 10%, I'd be stoked. And I inside, I'm like, 10%, like I'd be pissed. Like if we don't double by like six months, I'm going to be pissed. Cause I'm like in the mentality, it's very simple formula. If I can help you get more recruits, talk to more people with a better closing percentage, it's just repeat. And you know, a lot of companies have five guys. I'm like to go recruit five more guys is very easy. Like to train them, not that hard. Like, you know, like we just do, we've done that on repeat my whole life. And um, so it's interesting. I've learned, my quote is always this. If I can help you get a lot more sales, I guarantee a lot of operational salary co contractors, they'll come out of the woodworks where the money's at. So, and I say, I'd rather have a, an operation fulfillment problem than I would a sales problem. But I'm going to say that with some a grain of salt because I had a lady, I don't want to say names. She was one of the top, probably top 10 installers in the country for solar. She spoke at my conference and was like gave this whole training at, at DDDCon on how to scale fast and keep up with scale sales. Well, on Sunday, they just went bankrupt and they're out of business. So, you know, this is a fifth largest, fastest growing solar company in the country, just shut their doors Sunday. And, you know, it's ironic because of the training she gave the door to Orcon and a lot of other competitors like, ah, oh, I'm throwing rocks and I'm not gonna throw any rocks. But I just think what I did find out and I, I'm pretty close with a lot of these people is they didn't know what money was 
And I think there's where you're going to get into trouble. I think operationally, great. Instead of it taking three weeks to get it built, maybe it takes you six weeks. You can set better expectations with the customer and you can say, look, we're so busy. It might take a little longer, but that means we're so good. I can, I can handle slower time. But when you don't know what you're making and you don't know what you're paying, if you're, if you're spending the right, making the right money, that's where I would recommend a good CFO or a good bookkeeping company that will get your costs right because that's where they were off as they were for, they were off. They were not profitable at all for the last two years. And it's like, that's one thing to scale super fast and brag about all your accolades. But if you're not making money, then who cares? So I would rather scale and make more money. And a lot of people think they have to sacrifice profit in order to scale fast. And I go, no, you can actually scale and make more money profitably. Like, the same like you, you don't have to sacrifice one or the other it's just do you know what your numbers are and are you kidding yourself when it comes to overhead profitability per job and are you are you, are you being misled with the data so that's where i say see people get more in trouble than it would be keeping tr keeping up track keeping up keep, to keep speed keep. with uh customer service and things like that i'm kind of obsessed sometimes with processes and stuff like that do you are you are you a big a big thing with that do you have like a, a do you have like a lot of processes and oh, like, yeah. like, I have multiple playbooks. This is like a recruiting playbook and I have a business playbook and I have a, I have a, a planning process I've written. I've written many books on, um, this is the processes. grind. This is the it's, entrepreneur grind that people do not understand. They have no idea what it's like to put these things together. Cause if you don't and you do scale, that's when everything falls apart. And, and every single one of these is a, is a process. Like if I open up to this, it's that's like, within your company. Oh, this is, no, this is stuff I give clients. So these are all built for end consumer. If I showed you my companies, I do have my own of these, but these are books that I give clients and they say, fill this out. This is a book of SOPs essentially, meaning I've kind of given you the framework. You just got to put in the numbers or you got to put in the names or you got to put in the descriptions because if you can't scale, like you, you rise to the level of your leadership, but you fall to the level of your systems. And too many people try to manage people, people, people. Johnny left. No, I'm effed. I just sat down with my sales manager today and I said, dude, you're, you're an idiot. Like all of the process lives in your head. If I fire you today, show me. And, I'm, and I had to say it like this. I said, if I fire you today, show me how I could replace you with a process. That's not my plan, but put a process together so I don't need to do that. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Though. That's from the E-Myth. E-Myth talks about that too. Yeah. I just said, I need to know when this happens, this happens. I was like, there's too much gray area that lives in your head and I don't like it. And it's been bugging me for the last six months. I don't like it. And I had to, I had that conversation this morning and I'm a, I'm a lucid chart whore. I'm an air table whore. I'm a SOP whore because I want to know when I onboard somebody, what's my SOP. When I do this, what's my SOP. And what I'm finding is I have to get more in the trenches, like just being real and raw. I try to delegate building the SOP to the leadership on my team and nine times out of 10, they just don't do it. And so I'm starting to find more and more often, I need to give the track and go here because I'm being lately, I've been dependent on, okay, I have a mid-level management. I figure they can come up with SOPs and I'm being honest. Like I just, I'm like, dude, do I need to like, step one, step two, step three, step four for you. And then you go fill in the blanks and make sure that like, and, and it's a thing. Like I, I've lived my life building SOPs and, and I still do it every day. 
This is the part that people don't understand, though, right? I'm, like, obsessed with it. Like, we, we just started our public adjusting firm. I was always actually partners with somebody else who never had any of that stuff, and I started my own, and I'm trying to build it. We've got the Commercial Claims Advocate, we've, which is the courses and all the education and consulting, and then we've got uh, Elite Resolutions, which is the public adjusting firm. I look at it all as one organization. Uh, but, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I'm all, and Sometimes I feel like I'm too obsessed with it, but I don't think you could be too obsessed with it because it's so important. Well, and, and I'm going to say this for everybody listening to this, because I bet you a lot of sales guys and entrepreneurs are listening to this. Is that my natural tendency? Hell no. Is it my, is it my bread and butter to get and sit down and build processes? No. Is it not, like, I have ADD. I, I'm a sales dude. I'm a people person. Like for me to sit down and try to write this book or fill out this playbook, it took all the energy in the world. But now that it's done, that it sits here and it's a manual, it's like physical, it's tangible, here you go, follow it. It is, it is freed up so much time and energy in my mind that I can now move on to bigger and better things and trust that my team, because what we don't realize is just spending the energy to put it together up front is way less energy than worrying about it being all wrong always for the next year. 100%. And so just understand that principle and force yourself to do it if it's not in a natural tendency. I posted the other night, I was working late night on my organizational chart and where everybody goes and all their duties and all their roles and everything like that. And somebody had the nerve to just comment back and say, that's HR, that's an HR job. And I'm like, yeah, well, I can't afford a fucking HR department right now. Okay. This is what I got to do, you know? And if I don't know, if these guys don't know what their role is and what they need to do, then things just fall apart. Yep. I agree. Man. Um, I don't even know where I wanted to go next, but fact of the matter is it's, uh, you're the man. Um, let's see, we were, we did, uh, the mentoring, which I really wanted to get into, um, the consulting that you're doing the door to door. Um, is it, do you mostly do, is it, do you have, is there, is it mostly roofing companies? Is it mostly solar? I feel like you tend to lean a little bit towards solar, but is it outside of the construction industry? Do you also train companies just to help build yeah. their sales and get them going? And is it only door to door or do you, do you help with, uh, with online marketing and stuff like that too? I've helped with it all. It's funny. Like my mastermind group has like 70 CEOs in it. And I would say 50% of a million knock. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so I'm like, why are you joining the DD expert circle? And then all of a sudden they like, because it's the best content we've ever heard when it comes to actual building teams and selling and marketing. And they're like, and I think it's because a lot of the digital marketers, even they, 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 they forget the roots of selling. They forget the roots of building sales guys that have to actually call the leads. Like, you know, these guys are like, I'm a marketing guru. And I'm like, yeah, but who's picking up the phone and actually closing deals for you and actually going to the home and closing deal for you and actually converting and following up with that customer and actually making you money. <laughs> like leads is one thing or like, and so we, we find that because we do what we do, we make great marketers. Because we do what we do, we make big, great entrepreneurs. Because we have the grindy, the entrepreneurial spirit built in us and not the lazy, let me sit at a computer and take the easy route, we've seen to resonate with all sorts of industries. And, you know, we have yesterday, I mean, there was a window company to a PDR company to a pest control company, alarm company, solar company, a roofing, roofing companies, like you'd be surprised in different makeups of those businesses. Some of them have 2,500 salespeople and some of them have three and do it all online. So I've mixed it all over the place. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right because at the end of the day with these uh, online leads, it doesn't matter. Once that phone call comes in, somebody has got to sell them. 
Somebody's got to sell them. Somebody's got to sell them. And that's somebody, yeah, I'm, I'm training somebody now. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going, it's moving, but we're, we're, we're getting better. Um, uh, what's, what's, what's on the horizon for you, Sam? What's, what's next on the, I know you're probably the type that writes a lot of his goals, probably journals every day, meditates a little bit. I know does that training in the morning and stuff, but I mean, besides all that, what's, what's some of the things that you, that you're really looking forward to? Well, camping this weekend, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I can't really, no, the, the answer is simple. It's, I am, I have a lot of really cool things, a couple of things I can't say, but, um, one is I'm, I'm doing a cool commercial project where I'm basically building a, we're calling it the hive for right now, but it's basically an event center, a NFL and a professional athlete training facility and office center. Um, and that's exciting. There's some software plays that are happening. Um, there's some really cool, there's just some innovation that's happening to our space that you just, you just got to stay above and faster than the competitors, right? It's just like, there's always an, a, a room for an innovation. And, you know, for the last three years, I've built two software companies. One's Recruitomatic, it's a recruiting ATS, and one's Vanilla Message. That's a texting software for, um, customers and, you know, follow-up and referrals and, and reviews and things like that. And, those have taken three years of just really cool R&D and development and different tweaking and customer trial and error and this and that. I would say we're going to put a lot more gas on those two softwares over the next probably year. And then there's another software piece that'll come up about and then um, just bigger and better events. You know, we want to continue to create experiences that blow people away and change lives. You know, my mission is just like, you will gladly pay me to better your life. Like you will enjoy being my friend and homie. Like you will love coming to every one of our events because every single one of them blow you away. And it's like, wow, this wasn't just a typical conference. Like this was like life changing. Like that's, well, how, that's my mission. How many conferences are there? Um, we do a lot. So like next week I have a sales boot camp in Arizona and I'm doing that with Cole Hatter, Cody Sperber, the clever investor. So like that one's not very door to door focused. That one's, you know, the clever investor has over a million followers on real estate and investing in real estate. Cole Hatter's masterminds all real estate. Um, and then end of September, we have recruiting summit. So that one's all on recruiting, how to train and, 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 and get onboarded and find prospects of getting a talent. Um, I'm taking a bunch of guys in October then to Guatemala and it's a week long like service and personal development, leadership development retreat. And then, in, uh, just, and, you know, just every month, there's something different for different audiences. We have an elite mastermind for top sales managers and sales leaders um, coming up. And, you know, we do a lot of cool experiences. And it's like my mission is when I don't know if I'm playing or, or working, that's when I know I'm doing the right thing. Like, right. it's like, like we took them boating on Wednesday. It's like, all right, we're going to go boating now. Everybody's like, really? I'm like, yep, it's going to be epic. But we're going to go with a billionaire. Wait, we're going with a billionaire? Yeah, yeah. So you get to pick his brain while you drive on his cool boat. And then we went to his mansion and sat in his house and picked his brain. And then he brought over a CFO who just came over from Life360, took a company, $20 billion CFO of a, of a $20 billion company. It's like, all right, let's pick this guy's brain. Let's hang out with them. Like, you know what I mean? And everybody's like, what the freak? Like, wasn't expecting this. Like, you, so. you, are, you are the company you keep, right? I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. You get around all those people, it's just special things happen. Yep. What's the, uh, what's the ultimate goal in, uh, in Sam Taggart's life? Is there one ultimate goal? Change as many lives as I can. I mean, the, the real mission is just let, like be fluid and let God use me as an instrument in his hands, wherever he needs to pick me up and place me in opportunities and say, you need to change this person's life or you need to change this 
tribe's life or this movement, or you need to start this industry to, to better everybody. Like for me, I'm like, just trust God and let me, let him use me as the biggest, if it's a big instrument and I'm a Tony Robbins figure, like I look at Tony Robbins as God used him as a very powerful person to change lots of lives. Or if it's just, I help one person and it's like, dude, that guy turned into the next whoever knows. Like for me, I'm just trusting God and letting him direct my path. Awesome. Sam, um, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you. You are, you are an inspiration. Uh, you are uh, definitely a motivation. I love following you on, on Instagram because you know, you're always out there grinding and you make me feel lazy as shit. So <laughs> every time I see, and I'm grinding, but every time I see Sam out there, either running a marathon or still going door to door or all these, I'm just like, man, all right, let's go. Good. I got to go and get after it. So I appreciate yeah. that. And I really do appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, man. No, thank you. Hopefully uh, you guys got something out of it and yeah, hit me up on Instagram. If you guys have any questions, the Sam Taggart or, you know, whatever. So I'm here to, here to help. Thanks, Sam. All right. Hold on a second. All right, we're going to cut it there. Uh, if we do some outtakes and stuff. Um, Sam, where, um, this is not part of the podcast, by the way. Where do I start with the mastermind thing? Because it's, it's time for me to get to like next level stuff. Um, and I've been thinking about that's the level I need to go to is pay somebody 10, 15, 20. That's why I spoke to Myron. Well, I spoke to Myron's brother. Yeah, his brother is a stuff. He's awesome. Uh, but I don't know if that's right for me right now because I'm going to get into the speaking and stuff like that, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, and I still haven't really uh, finalized my consulting program for public adjusting firms and all that stuff because that's what I want to get into, which is another question I have for you, which is maybe if that's something that you would maybe consider. What I'd like to pick your brain on is really how you structured your whole consulting thing because that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to do something similar with what you're doing, uh, which would be, traveling or not, but going and really um, uh, helping public adjusting firms and public adjusters uh, really just build up their processes and get their leads and, and start and being successful as public adjusters. Um, Is that something that you, you want to build? Do you want to build more of like a firm? So I went the direction I had like 10 consultants in our agency at one point, And it was like a full building out processes for them to follow and them going out. And now I've whittled it down actually over the last three months, four months to three. And like they would go out and travel and do the one-on-one -on -one calls. And then I managed that. And then I just kind of like oversaw all clients. And we had like 80 companies at one time were consulting, you know what I mean? Like, and it just, it was a, it was a, it was a beast. And, uh, so that's, that's a direction you can run towards, or you can say, I'm going to be more of a solopreneur, a solopreneur, a solopreneur, <laughs> a soul opener, um, a soul, a solopreneur, meaning yeah. I want to have a very small team and be more, it's just around me. Um, and those are two different, two different directions to go that you really want to get clarity around. And I think and, that would be, I think that would be the direction because I've also got the firm. I've got the yeah. public adjusting firm. We do claims. I realized today I have, my, I have my own business coach, but again, he's like a friend too. He's like that friend you were talking about. He's great. He helps me tremendously. And I talk to him all the time. 
Um, but you know, sometimes you got to put your money where your mouth is. But uh, I was speaking to him today. I would like to eventually, with the public adjusting firm, is find sort of like a CFO to run because I'm still like responding to claims all the time. You know, I make final decision on a lot of these claims, and it takes up a lot of my time, and it's very stressful dealing with the insurance company sometimes. So I'd like to find somebody for that, and I really want to focus on on the consulting. I've been a teacher my whole life. I was a tennis yes. coach for, for a long time. Um, so, uh, so that's what I like to do. So I think it would be like the solo thing though. Solopreneur. Yeah. I, I, I've helped four now start and move into that route. Um, so if you go look up like, 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 and they're all still running, like one runs a window company, one runs a solar company, one runs a solar company and one runs a roofing company. So they're still actively in their business, but they're the CEOs, but they're like, we want to get more into speaking. Oh, another five, another one runs a solar company. And they just wanted to get on bigger stages. And because I have a cool platform, I've, and if you kind of pay attention to our stuff, like you'll see Mike O'Donnell get picked, like promoted a lot more, Mo Falla, Jefferson Rogers, you'll see these guys get promoted a lot more, but they're all part of my mastermind. And so I'm just like, hey, how do I backdoor self-promote or promote you and help you out getting on, in front of more people and taught them a lot more of the social media routes, a lot more of the connecting with the right hacks on doing it for low budgets and strategizing with them and they've just all come from my mastermind which has been really cool and you know they've it actually has in turn helped with the recruiting for their own companies like you know mo went from uh his first year in business doing 25 million to this year he's on track to do 100 million um you know jefferson went from 1.5 to 10 now he's on track to do 20 million uh mike o'donnell's on track to do 70 million you that's with I mean? their like, that's with their actual businesses, not with the with yeah. the other stuff. Yeah, just and they're, they're astronomically because they've said, "Let me become more of a, a person of interest." It's helped recruit and make their influence for their actual businesses um, do a lot more. And it's fun to rub shoulders with guys like that. That have you know Jefferson was here, and it was cool because the new people in the mastermind were like, you could see how they look up to the guy because they were like, "Wow, you're where I want to be." In two years. Like, wow, we just like, what did you do? And he implemented the stuff that we teach and we just did it. Like, so I, 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 we might be a good fit just because we help public adjuster companies like yours. We, and I also know how to kind of give you a cooler roadmap. So when we're, you know, spending time in Guatemala and we having these deep dives and we have these group calls, there's an element of like, you know, it's, it's pay to be the friend. Like Steven, one of my experts, he first was in my mastermind group. Now he works with me. He was like, I just paid Sam Taggart to be my friend for 30 grand. And he's just like, and, uh, and you know, and, and, and now it's paid off. Like he built and ran a successful roofing company. Then he exited that. And then now works with us as a consultant, makes good money and loves the training side. And, um, and I'm not saying it just happened to work where he now is one of my coaches, but um, I, I, I mean, I would say we're, we're a good friend. I'm not going to like sit here and high pressure sell you, but it's like, it's 30 grand. It's a 12 month program. We have probably four or five, six events that you could participate in. We help your whole team. You know, I have a training I do out on zoom every other week on sales where all your public adjusters could be part of that. Um, teaching them better sales techniques to, we have different, like last two days we spent on a deep dive where 15, 16 of the bunch of business owners came in and we just dove into their businesses. And I toured, you know, a billion dollar company and I toured, you know, a couple other massive companies and we picked the brains of the owners and just said, Hey, what's your processes? Show me your tech, show me your SOPs and finance. We met with the CFO guy and there's just, you know what I mean? And it's just rubbing shoulders with cooler people than you, you know, that's sure. like always my mission. 
recruiting too? You could help with recruiting new public adjusters? Thousand percent. We have a whole recruiting program. This is a recruiting playbook and we have a recruiting summit coming up in September and we have a, you know what I mean? And you get two tickets to that. So it's like go to the recruiting summit or and or send your managers to the recruiting summit. We have a two day boot camp. One's coming up in October you come to and that one's five hours probably you'll spend on recruiting. Like, and yeah, so a whole system for it. Cool. Cool. All right. I'll definitely get back to you on that one now. Yeah. So it's yeah. a whole 12 month program. Um, and yeah, it's not cheap, but it's definitely more involved than a Myron. A Myron's just two days. And then you <laughs> no, it's 50 K it's 50 K now. Jeez. It's uh, 45. I think it's 45. Yeah. So it's like, here's two day. I was like two day event, 30, like, like, you know, I was just like, damn. But, but what I'm getting at is we're 30 grand. You get 12 months, you get competitions. Your guys get to compete in, you get, um, series of tickets to all sorts of different events that have different outcomes like sales boot camp to business boot camp to recruiting summit to sales summit to DDD con that's all things to mastermind I only got three guys can they go to to like a lot yeah, of stuff that's what i'm saying a lot of that stuff you gift or go so like october when we go to guatemala it's only circle you can't like send somebody to guatemala it's just that's all owners only like if you're not in the circle you're not invited you can invite a spouse so you can pay more and, and, and bring a spouse because I'm bringing in a marriage and family therapist. I'm bringing in, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a more experiential thing. Um, so certain things are off limits for your guys, but there's a lot of things your three guys will be able to participate in. What if I have a baby coming in March? That's fine. It's not till October. Or I got to figure this. That's my only issue right now. I got a, I got a four month. I don't know what the fuck is 15 weeks, 15 week pregnant lady who's just been going through hell. That poor thing. I mean, she's sick as a dog. Darn. Um, figure out my time. No, I can send you the slide deck on it and it just shows the dates and what's going on and just look at it. So, and we have a finance and we have a finance option too, where Myron's like 30 grand. Why are we in the money? I'm like, okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. That was my next question. Yeah. Is it 30 K up front or is there 20% down? And then you just finance it for six, nine or 12 months. 20% 20% down finance. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Gotcha. Yep. I think, uh, I'm, I'm extremely interested and I'm more than likely going to do it. Just say, if you could send me the slides and I could figure out my timetable with my pregnant wife and then soon to be child. Yeah. And I'll send you the, the kind of the what's happening. And, 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 and we have our next call. So we do a monthly call where it's on the first Tuesday of every month. So it's next week. And that would be a great time to introduce yourself and be like, Hey, um, I'm the newest member, blah, 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 here I am. Here's what I can give and here's what I can get. And then um, we have a sales boot camp coming up in Arizona, the 31st and 1st. And so if you're like, cool, I want to send t- two guys to that or a guy to that, then you can send some to that in Arizona, which is a really cool event. Um, and then recruiting summit coming up in September, end of September, which that one is like you for sure want to go to. Um, or send your manager or send whoever, right? Um what was I going to say though? I'll send you that. Um, I think you'd be a great fit. Like it's the people that want to be around the shakers and movers and, you know, doing cool things. And, and, and we've helped a lot of businesses go from three to 20 guys pretty quick. Like, you know, I mean, like if that's a goal of yours or you're learning stuff from us that you can regurgitate to the clients that you do consult, you know what I mean? Like, that's another thing. It's like, Sam, how do you know so much? It's like, cause I've been to thousands of conferences and training and had many coaches and read thousands of books. And you know what I mean? It's like, I, I am very student like, right. and I want to regurgitate that so I can serve my people at the highest level. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I've taken three different public adjusting courses just so it could help my own course. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's not like I'm like rip off and duplicate. I'm like, cool. Like spend the spend Myron stuff. Like I could give you the 20 pages of notes I've taken with Myron. <laughs> I'll give you his playbook. Like, here you go. And it's like, now I shortcutted it. And I put my own spin to it. Cause it's like his sales training has nothing to do with like, it does have everything to do with your public adjuster sales training. It's just so different, but there's some psychological characteristics that you have to speak it into door to door now, or I have to speak it into in-home selling. And I can take what I was good there and apply it and turn it into our lingo. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <clears throat> cool. So, all right. I'll shoot you that over. I got to dip. Um, and then let me know when this goes live and I'll share it and give it, give you some love. Awesome. Yeah. We should go live in about, uh, two, three weeks, the latest. Love it. Love it. Okay. Thanks, Good man, dude. We'll Sam, see say, what, say what's up real quick to the camera. Just quick photo. Oh, 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 it's looking at me. And uh, nice. All right, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Love it. We'll see it. Have a good weekend. You too. Enjoy your camping. I will. I'm excited. <laughs> Later, man. See ya.